Sunday, January the 2nd. Listen to the first six chapters of Genesis. It'll take 34 minutes to listen to them all in a row without stopping. You can follow along looking at the page, but the first time I'd say, just listen. Hear it again, as if for the first time. Genesis, chapter 1. At the beginning of God's creating of the heavens and the earth, when the earth was wild and waste, darkness over the face of ocean, rushing spirit of God hovering over the face of the waters, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light, that it was good. God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was setting, there was dawning. One day, God said, Let there be a dome amid the waters, and let it separate waters from waters. God made the dome and separated the waters that were below the dome from the waters that were above the dome. It was so. God called the dome heaven. There was setting, there was dawning. Second day. God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered to one place. And let the dry land be seen. God called the dry land earth. And the gathering of the waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. God said, let the earth sprout forth with sprouting growth. Plants that seed forth seeds. Fruit trees that yield fruit after their kind. And in which is their seed. Upon the earth, it was so. The earth brought forth sprouting growth, plants that seed forth seeds after their kind, trees that yield fruit in which is their seed after their kind. God saw that it was good. There was setting, there was dawning. Third day. God said, let there be lights in the dome of the heavens to separate the day from the night, that they may be for signs, for set times, for days and years. And let them be for lights in the dome of the heavens to provide light upon the earth. It was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light for ruling the day, and the smaller light ruling the night and the stars. God placed them in the dome of the heavens to provide light upon the earth, to rule the day and the night, to separate the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. There was setting, there was dawning. Fourth day. God said, let the waters swarm with a swarm of living beings, and let fowl fly above the earth, across the dome of the heavens. 
God created the great sea serpents and all living beings that crawl about, with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and all winged flower after their kind. God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Bear fruit and be many, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the fowl be many on earth. There was setting, there was dawning, fifth day. God said, Let the earth bring forth living beings after their kind, herd animals, crawling things, and the wildlife of the earth after their kind. It was so. God made the wildlife of the earth after their kind, and the herd animals after their kind, and all crawling things of the soil after their kind. God saw that it was good. God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the heavens, animals, all the earth, and all crawling things that crawl about upon the earth. So God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God did he create it. Male and female he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, Bear fruit and be many and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the heavens, and all the living things that crawl about on the earth. God said, Here I give you all plants that bear seeds that are upon the face of all the earth, and all trees in which there is tree fruit that bears seeds, for you shall they be for eating and also for all the living things of the earth, for all the fowl of the heavens, for all that crawls about upon the earth, in which there is living being, all green plants for eating. It was so. Now God saw all that he had made, and here it was exceedingly good. There was setting, there was dawning, the sixth day. Genesis chapter 2 Thus were finished the heavens and the earth with all of their array. God had finished on the seventh day his work that he had made. Then he ceased on the seventh day from all his work that he had made. God gave the seventh day his blessing and he hallowed it. For on it he ceased from all his work that by creating God had made. These are the begettings of the heavens and the earth, there being created. At the time of Yahweh, God's making of earth and heaven, no bush of the field was yet on earth. No plant of the field had yet sprung up, for Yahweh, God, had not made it rain upon earth, and there was no human 
Adam, to till the soil, Adama. But a surge would well up from the ground and water all the face of the soil. And Yahweh, God, formed the human of dust from the soil. He blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the human became a living being. Yahweh, God, planted a garden in Eden, land of pleasure, in the east. And there he placed the human, whom he had formed. Yahweh, God, caused to spring up from the soil every type of tree, desirable to look at and good to eat, and the tree of life in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowing of good and evil. Now a river goes out from Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four streamheads. The name of the first one is Pishon, spreader. That is the one that circles through all the land of Havilah, where gold is. The gold of that land is good. There, too, are Bedelium and the precious stone Carnelian. The name of the second river is Gihon, Gusher. That is the one that circles through all the land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hidikal, Tigris. That is the one that goes to the east of Assyria. And a fourth river, that is Perat, Euphrates. Yahweh, God, took the human and set him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to watch it. Yahweh, God, commanded concerning the human, saying, For every other tree of the garden you may eat, Yes, eat, but from the tree of the knowing of good and evil, you are not to eat from it, or on the day you eat from it, you must die, yes, die. Now Yahweh God said, It is not good for the human to be alone. I will make him a helper corresponding to him. So Yahweh God formed from the soil every living thing of the field and every fowl of the heavens and brought each to the human to see what he would call it and whatever the human called it as a living being that became its name the human called out names for every herd animal and for the fowl of the heavens and for every living thing of the field but for the human there could be found no helper corresponding to him. So Yahweh, God, caused a deep slumber to fall upon the human so that he slept. He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Yahweh, God, built the rib that he had taken from the human into a woman and brought her to the human.
and the Hugh man said, This time she is it. Bone from my bones, flesh from my flesh, she shall be called Woman, Isha. For from man, Ish, she was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. Now the two of them, the human and his wife, were nude, yet they were not ashamed. Genesis chapter 3 Now the snake was more shrewd than all the living things of the field that Yahweh God had made. It said to the woman, Even though God said, You are not to eat from any of the trees in the garden, the woman said to the snake, From the fruit of the other trees in the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You are not to eat from it, and you are not to touch it, lest you die. The snake said to the woman, Die? You will not die. Rather, God knows that on the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will become like gods, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for eating, and that it was a delight to the eyes and the tree was desirable to contemplate. She took from its fruit and ate, and gave also to her husband beside her, and he ate. The eyes of the two of them were opened, and they knew then that they were nude. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And now they heard the sound of Yahweh, God, who was walking about in the garden at the breezy time of the day. And the human and his wife hid themselves from the face of Yahweh, God, among the trees of the garden. Yahweh, God, called to the human and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid. Because I am nude, and so I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were nude? From the tree about which I command you not to eat? Have you eaten? The human said, The woman whom you gave to me beside me, she gave me from the tree, and so I ate. Yahweh, God, said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The snake enticed me, so I ate. Yahweh said to the snake, Because you have done this, damned be you from all the creatures and from all the living things of the field. Upon your belly shall you walk, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. I put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. They will bruise you on the head. You will bruise them in the heel. To the woman, he said, I will multiply, multiply 
your pain from your pregnancy. With pains shall you bear children. Toward your husband will be your lust, yet he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you have hearkened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You are not to eat from it. Damned be the soil on your account. With painstaking labor shall you eat from it all the days of your life. Thorn and sting shrub let it spring up for you. When you seek to eat the plants of the field, by the sweat of your brow shall you eat bread until you return to the soil, for from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust ye shall return. The human called his wife's name Heva, life-giver, for she became the mother of all the living. Now Yahweh, God, made Adam and his wife coats of skins and clothed them. Yahweh, God, said, Here the human has become like one of us, in knowing good and evil. So now, lest he send forth his hand to take also from the tree of life and eat and live throughout the ages. So Yahweh God sent him away from the Garden of Eden to work the soil from which he had been taken. He drove the human out and caused to dwell eastward of the Garden of Eden, the winged sphinxes and the flashing, ever-turning sword to watch over the way to the Tree of Life. Genesis chapter 4 Now the human knew Hava, his wife. She became pregnant and bore Cain. She said, Kainiti, I have gotten a man, as has Yahweh. She continued bearing his brother, Havel. Now Havel became a shepherd of flocks, and Cain became a worker of the soil. Now it was, after the passing of days, that Cain brought from the fruit of the soil a gift to Yahweh. And as for Havel, he too brought from the firstborn of his flock, from their fat parts. Yahweh had regard for Havel and his gift. For Cain and his gift he had no regard. Cain became exceedingly upset, and his face fell. Yahweh said to Cain, Why are you so upset? Why has your face fallen? Is it not thus? If you intend good, bear it aloft. But if you do not intend good, at the entrance is sin, a crouching demon. Toward you is lust. But you can rule over him. Cain said to Havel his brother, 
But then it was, when they were out in the field, that Cain rose up against Havel his brother, and he killed them. Yahweh said to Cain, Where is Havel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I the watcher of my brother? He said, What have you done? A sound, your brother's blood, cries out to me from the soil, and now damned be you from the soil, which opened up its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you wish to work the soil, it will not henceforth give its strength to you. Wavering and wandering must you be on earth. Cain said to Yahweh, My iniquity is too great to be borne. Here you drive me away today from the face of the soil, and from your face must I conceal myself. I must be wavering and wandering on earth. Now it will be that whoever comes upon me will kill me. Yahweh said to him, No, therefore, whoever kills Cain, sevenfold will it be avenged. So Yahweh set a sign for Cain, so that whoever came upon him would not strike him down. Cain went out from the face of Yahweh and settled in the land of Nod, wandering east of Eden. Cain knew his wife. She became pregnant and born Hanok. And she became the builder of a city and called the city's name according to his son's name, Hanok. To Hanok was born Irad. Irad begot Mahuel. Mahuel bought Metushel. Methuselah begot Lamech. Lamech took himself two wives. The name of the first one was Ada. The name of the second was Scylla. Ada bore Havel. He was the father of those who sit amongst Ted and Herd. His brother's name was Yuval. He was the father of all who play the lyre and the pipe. And Zilla bore as well Tuvalkayan, burnisher of every blade of bronze and iron. Tuvalkayan's sister was Naama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zilla, hearken to my voice. Wives of Lamech, give ear to my saying. I, a man I kill for wounding me, a lad for only bruising me. I, if sevenfold vengeance be for Cain, then for Lamech, seventy-sevenfold. Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son. She called his name, Shate, granted one, meaning God has granted me another seed in place of Havel, for Cain killed him. To Shate, as well, 
a son was born, and he called his name Enosh, mortal. At that time, they first called out the name of Yahweh. Genesis chapter 5. This is the record of the begettings of Adam, humankind. At the time of God's creating humankind, in the likeness of God did he then make it. Male and female he created them, and gave blessing to them, and called their name humankind, on the day of their being created. When Adam had lived thirty and a hundred years, he begot one in his likeness, according to his image, and called his name Shade. But Adam's day after he begot Shade were eight hundred years, and he begot other sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred years and thirty years. Then he died. When Shade had lived five years and a hundred years, he begot Enosh. And Shade lived after he begot Enosh seven years and eight hundred years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Shade were twelve years and nine hundred years, and then he died. When Enosh had lived ninety years, he begot Canaan. And Enosh lived after he begot Canaan fifteen years and eight hundred years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enosh were five years and nine hundred years. Then he died. When Canaan had lived seventy years, he begot Mahalalel. And Canaan lived after he begot Mahalalel forty years and eight hundred years, and begot other sons and daughters. And all the days of Canaan were ten years and nine hundred years. Then he died. When Mahalalel had lived five years and sixty years, he begot Yared. And Mehalalel lived after he begot Yared thirty years and eight hundred years, and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Mehalel were ninety-five years and eight hundred years, then he died. When Yared had lived sixty-two years and a hundred years, he begot Hanok. And Yared lived after he begot Hanok eight hundred years, and begot other sons and daughters. And all the days of Hared were sixty-two years and nine hundred years. Then he died. When Hannah had lived sixty-five years, he begot Methuselah, and Hanak walked 
in accord with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Hanok were 65 years and 300 years. Now Hanok walked in accord with God. Then he was no more, for God had taken him. When Methuselah had lived 87 years and 100 years, he begot Lamach. And Methuselah lived after he begot Lamach 82 years and 700 years and begot other sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 69 years and 900 years. Then he died. When Lamach had lived 82 years and a 100 years, he begot a son. He called his name Noah, saying, May this one comfort our sorrow. From our toil, from the pains of our hands, coming from the soil which Yahweh has damned. And Lamech, lived after he begot Noah ninety-five years and five hundred years and begot sons and daughters and all the days of Lamech were six, seventy-seven years and seven hundred years. Then he died. When Noah was five hundred years old, Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Genesis chapter 6 Now it was when humans first became many on the face of the soil and women were born to them that the divine beings saw how beautiful the human women were. So they took themselves wives, whomever they chose. And Yahweh said, My rushing spirit shall not remain in humankind for ages, for they too are flesh. Let their days then be a hundred and twenty years. The giants were on earth in those days and afterwards as well. When the divine beings came into the human women, they bore them children. For they were the heroes who were of former ages, the men of name. And Yahweh saw the, that great was humankind's evil doing on earth. And every form of their heart's planning was only evil all the day. Then Yahweh was sorry that he had made humankind on earth, and it pained his heart. And Yahweh said, I will blot out humankind, whom I have created, from the face of the soil. From man to beast to crawling thing to the flower of the hell, fowl of the heavens, for I am sorry that I made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of Yahweh. These are the begettings of Noah. Noah was a righteous, wholehearted man in his generation. In accord with God did Noah walk. Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth.
Now the earth had gone to ruin before God. The earth was filled with wrongdoing. God saw the earth, and here it had gone to ruin, for all flesh had ruined its way upon the earth. God said to Noah, An end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with wrongdoing through them. Here I am about to bring ruin upon them, along with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, and reeds make an ark, and cover it within and without with a covering of pitch. And this is how you are to make it. Three hundred cubits the length of the ark, fifty cubits its breadth, and thirty cubits its height. A skylight you are to make for the ark, finishing it to a cubit upward. The entrance of the ark you are to set in its side, with a lower, a second, and a third deck you are to make it. As for me, here I am about to bring on the deluge, water upon the earth, to bring ruin upon all flesh that has rush of life in it from under the heavens. All that is on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you. You are to come into the ark, you and your sons and your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And from all living things, from all flesh, you are to bring two from all into the ark to remain alive with you. They are to be a male and a female each, from fowl after their kind to herd animals after their kind, from all crawling things of the soil after their kind, Two from all are to come to you to remain alive. As for you, take for yourself from all edible things that are eaten and gather it to you. It shall be for you and for them for eating. Noah did it according to all that God had commanded him. So he did. So ends the sixth chapter. So this first week, those 34 minutes, might have been deceptively familiar or strangely surprising to you. Toledor, heaven and earth, Adam, the universal, the antediluvian before the flood, myths of our common universal origins as creatures in God's good creation order out of chaos, tohu vahohu. What struck you? First chapter, the first creation story, the spirit moving over the face of the waters. But it gets stranger if you pay closer attention. Come back to more. And listen in detail. Imagine a vision of a dome separating the waters above and below our dry land, holding the lights of the sky over us. 
savor the order of the six days of creation and the opening verses of chapter 2, Sabbath rest at the end. This is the priestly voice and the tea tradition imposing order on chaos. The voice and the chorus I take to be formal, sort of in a bass voice. That's one version of the origin of humankind of Adab, the basis for ancient theology about what it was to be made human in the image of God, male and female, in relationship to the non-human creation and to the divine. And chapter 2, the second creation story, also deceptively familiar, opening with our defining word, toledot, generations, begettings, repeated at the start of each of the four sections of Genesis, to start with dry land waiting for water and stream till the Yahweh's voice of the J tradition, the southern tradition, tells a tale of God breathing spirit into clay, a complex wordplay, visualize a hermaphrodite human, male and female, both, placed in a garden, source of a river with four branches, to care for it, to enjoy the fruits of it, except for one tree. Here's another version of what it is to be human, clay and spirit, in relation to what is non-human, what is divine, and newly, what is gendered. What is it to need and to find human company? To be innocent and unashamed. And in the third chapter, the story of the snake, the woman and the man in the garden, it's just as hard to hear. Because the traditional interpretations of the fall is so deeply inculcated. The snake tests the limits. The woman, as first theologian and ethicist, reflects and chooses. The man just eats. What's our original created blessing? What are its limits and what has changed and how? mortals like us. This God, Yahweh, whimsically taking a stroll in the garden, is surprised by the human shame, hardly all-seeing or all-powerful. Yahweh names the consequences of eating the prohibited fruit. So is this about sex, knowledge, morality? Shrewdness, responsibility, culpability, or as Matthew Fox frames it, original blessing rather than original sin. The fourth chapter, the fourth day, relish another familiar tale. Hear it again as if for the first time the human and Hava, his wife, begat Cain. Then Havel, the farmer and the shepherd, 
each offers first fruits to Yahweh, who prefers the sheep to the produce, and Cain's response is fratricide. God asks, where is Abel? And Cain sulks, am I the watcher of my brother? Another transgression of a boundary with consequences as the brother's blood cries out to God from the soil, and Cain faces exile and guilt and risk. Save for the mark, threats, vengeance for him and his Toledot, his begettings, Enoch to Lamech. Sevenfold become seventy-sevenfold. The chapter ends with a new line, a third son, Seth. And in turn, Anosh, meaning mortal. Friday, Genesis chapter 5. A whole chapter of Toledot, begatitudes, lineages, recited with the degenerating primeval lifespans of nearly a millennium. Fantastic claim, descending to more plausible mortality for the patriarchs to follow. Are these legends, fables, ideological legends explaining the origins of place names and peoples? Is this another way of articulating the origin of the species, the political roots of nationality or ethnicity? Toledo is the editorial organizing key to this reading of Genesis. This chapter's nothing but begatitudes. Take the whole day to hear the echoes of wonder on Friday. From the original human through Seth's lineage, ending up with Noah and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then to end the week, chapter 6, on Saturday, the strange legend of divine beings, marrying human women. Sounds like ancient science fiction. Aliens creating mutants. If so, affirmation of old heroes and men of name and a reason for God to reduce mortal lifespans to 120. God's condemnation of human evil was not focused on or limited to those creatures, but on all humanity. Only Noah was found righteous in his time. Was he less bad than his peers or would he have been deemed good in any frame of reference? God prescribes an ark, people and creatures, to be aboard the ark, to survive calamity. What's the ark you are building? And who's your clan that you're gathering? And what creatures get to share the ride with you? Anyhow, there's a first Six chapters introduced. What'll you make of it this time?